0: Cool Hand Podcast, something you got to deal with. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host. My name is Q. I got a mysterious guest on here today. Uh, we don't know who this is. This could be Kodak Black. This could be anybody. Uh, guest, please introduce yourself. Who are you?
1: How you doing, man? Um, I go by the name of Dirt, you know, with three T's. Um, simple as
0: that. Dirt, thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Uh, I wanna chop it up with you today uh on some music stuff and some other things uh that goes into your music, so just as like a general overview overview, who are you and what do you do
1: man, uh when it comes to who are you man that's a that's a great question. um It's something many people wonder about all the time, and I, I definitely try to keep it to a limit as you kind of see um but I'll say as to myself, I'm just a young person. You know, uh, who has these creative pursuits, um, trying to put something out to uplift everybody, you feel me? Uh, so at the end of the day, that's what, what I'm about. Um, I'm based out of California, you feel me? But I don't really feel like I relate to to, to the people out here in Cali, you feel me? I'm just on, I'm on my own time. Man.
0: What do you mean when you say you don't relate to the people out in Cali?
1: <clears throat> I mean, I feel like it's like any state. Like, you go to a certain state, you see how somebody moves, you feel me? Like, people just on their own wave, and you kind of know how to act when you're in certain neighborhoods, whatever the case may be, but I just always kind of just do me, kind of stay low-key. You know, I've really never been one about the drama or anything of that nature, so I really feel like my goal is not for everything to be about me, but about the message behind my music. So that's what I'm really about. So.
0: so I wanna spend a little more time on the whole California thing, because I ain't never really been on the West Coast like that. Like I stayed out in Vegas for a little bit, but Vegas and in LA or uh California in general, that's just two separate worlds.
1: Different timing. Different timing for sure.
0: Absolutely. So um are can you disclose the part of California you're in?
1: Course man, um I'm based out of LA man. Um and it's <laughs> it's not what it seems like it's on TVs for sure, but um it's also not as bad as they also put it out to be. But um it's honestly it's, it's kinda whack. No disrespect to my you know, my fellow natives. Uh but there's nothing great or special about it. Um it's just what makes it special is the people. I feel like that's like anything though. Mm-hmm. You know the people is what makes it special so the memories you kind of create you know there's activities and things of that nature but you know if you ain't about all that drama it's kind of like whatever at the end of the day so yeah yeah.
0: now are you because because LA and I'm I'm in the hip hop culture I'm a you know I'm about the hip hop culture I listen to hip hop woo woo and and sometimes I keep up with the with the bullcrap so to speak so <laughs> a lot of
1: <laughs> 100 that's right you
0: got to a lot of stuff that you hear about LA at least on the hip-hop side of things are negative gangs 100%. robberies shootings hitting licks that type of stuff are you kinda is that the LA that you experience or are you kind <clears throat> of away from that
1: man I'm gonna I'm be I'm gonna keep it 100 with you right now um, LA has dramatically changed and growing up, yeah, that's kinda some of the stuff I've experienced I've been around, I'm not gonna act like, you know, I've had the worst life or something like that or sit here like, you know, and try to put on some front that's not the case, um, but honestly, it's changed a lot, a lot of gentrification, you feel me and it's kinda a different atmosphere now, it's like, I don't know if you've been in New York um, Long time ago. Mortgage. Yeah. Over the past decade, it's changed dramatically, you know, with the type of people that live there now. So, LA is getting a lot, you know, better, specifically where I'm at. Uh, but before, um, it wasn't the best circumstances to kind of be around, you know. But uh, we're here now. We breathe you feel me?
0: We're here today for sure. So, all right. Now, thank you for giving that little overview now before we get into the music like that um, mm-hmm. because a lot of people uh, at least the people who know you or who may be familiar with your music know that you're you're good for the music but when it comes to creativity and things like that growing up were you into anything that kind of uh, wasn't music that was creative art playing in, uh, even an instrument that doesn't relate to the stuff you do now
1: <laughs> right You know, that's a good question, man. Um, I would say definitely 100%. I've always kind of been, you know, on the creative side of things. Uh, Even, you know, within school, you know, they would get mad at me uh, because instead of doing my work, I'm doing some type of, you know, drawing or idea I have for some type of invention, whatever the case may be. So I would say overall, I've always been innovating, you know. Maybe they don't come to fruition, but I feel like everything happens at the right time. Um, So... Yeah, I mean, I've always been on the creative aspects. I'm heavy into fashion, and I know it's kind of cliche nowadays, but I'm heavy into that now. I'm getting into designing. Um, I like to write a lot. So I feel like before the music, writing, strong suit of mind, for sure. Uh, So I love to write and um, what are some other things? I would say um, some other things, I like to build, you know, I like to use my hands a lot and kind of involve myself in anything I do, all, all types of work. I like to be hands-on, but um, you mentioned the instrument, I, I kind of want to touch on that. Uh, so I would say growing up, I've always tried to learn instruments, you know, I've had you know multiple people try to teach me, uh, but I've never been the one to really like be taught. Um, I feel like I don't really like do well with that. Like I have to kind of teach myself everything. And when I teach myself, it's like, I'm not orthodox. I don't really follow the the whole music theory stuff. Like I'm just, I just kind of go off feeling. You know, I even think about James Brown, like that's what he did. You know, he kind of just did his own thing. And it worked out like, if it sounds good to me, that's all that matters. So yeah, I like to touch on all them things
0: yeah that's what's up so because i know like i know people like that now like people who make music and they never learned music theory or learned a specific instrument but they picked it up on their own and just they do their thing and they're cre- and they're successful with it now so uh shout out to those people definitely
1: shout out. Shout out them.
0: now i don't i don't know if you said this already um but just to swing back, spin the block on this question, what all that you, what is, what do you do now musically?
1: Man, I feel like, like I mentioned, you know, above all I'm a writer more than anything, but musically I'm doing everything, down to production. Um, You know, I wouldn't say I'm the best producer in the world or anything of that Um, like that, but I'm more of like an innovator, you know? I kind of see where sounds need to fit And maybe sometimes I'm not even the one pushing the keys, so to speak, but I can kind of make it you know, sound different once I put my touch on it. Um, So I'm doing a lot of that. I do a lot of writing. Um, I try to kind of get into singing, you know, uh, a little bit of, you know, I could rap of course, but I wouldn't consider myself a rapper, but I guess that's up to the people at the end of the day. But um, I really just like to innovate into all different genres at the end of the day. I don't really like to keep myself in a box. And um, I feel like that's what kind of sets me apart is that I could really do any genre. And I always put my own twist on there and I don't sound like some, you know, carbon copy clone, you know, like <laughs> a lot of people do nowadays. Um, so that's kind of what I'm on right now. You know, I'm just doing a little bit of everything. I do what feels right.
0: Got you. And that's what's up, like not restricting yourself to a certain genre or a specific sound. And when I first got put on to your music, um, of course, you know, the first thing you do, you hit up the Apple Music, Spotify, whatever, add all your stuff. And I'm listening to it. And I think I, I can't remember the name of the song, but I think it was um, under the genre. It might have been under dance when I heard it. Um, I'm not going to spend all day trying to find it. But no, no, it I not like, know
1: exactly which one you're talking about, man. Um, there's a funny story behind that. Um, <clears throat> so prior to that, not even too long ago, maybe a month or two, um, I put out a little three-pack project. And I spent a lot of time, <clears throat> you know, kind of composing it so it felt right. And one of the things I kind of did is I adjusted the frequencies to a certain uh, kilohertz that kind of is supposed to lower anxiety. Uh, so the name of the project was called the Remedy Pat uh, or Remedy for the Broken, rather. Um, and so the intent of that was, like I said, with anything, uh, any topic I touch on, I try to have like that light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak. You feel me? Like I don't want to leave people feeling sad after listening to my stuff. I want them to, you know, kind of experience the emotions I feel, but at the end know that there's a way out. You feel me? So <clears throat> I worked on that project. And it was a completely different sound. It had all these sounds that were kind of raw. Um, it had these, like, calming effects. And then not too long after that, I put something completely different out. And that's kind of what I've been doing. And I've constantly been doing it for the longest. Like, everything I put out, I strive to be different than the last song. I strive to have it have its own uniqueness than the last, better in its own way, so to speak. Because, um, <clears throat> you know, if I wanted to, I could really be on my OVL Drake quality stuff, you know, but right now, what I'm my main focus, like I said, is my message. So I'm really focused on reaching the emotions. And so eventually I'm gonna, you know, slowly progress, you know, bring the quality to kind of meet the standards. Um, but right now I'm just focused on that, you know, reaching those people uh, that feel a certain way and feel like, you know, they don't belong. Or feel like they're, <laughs> you know, because they're this or that, that they can't do what they want to do, you know, creatively. I want them to know that you could do it. There's a way to do it without falling into the manipulation scheme of this world. Um, so, yeah, man, I mean, I'm constantly putting something different out every time. The next thing you hear, for me, it's going to be something completely different. People may not like it, but they, it grows on people eventually, you know. I'm not here for the masses.
0: What brought you to this point, to uh, the point that you feel the way that you do um, about your music, um, having that light at the end of the tunnel type thing that you mentioned in your music. And there's, of course, that's a positive thing, um, wanting to help people in this way or that way. But the way you're, you're talking, it sounds like you was hurt bad, bro. It sounds like somebody did you dirty. It sounds like life burned you. How did you get to this point?
1: Man, I don't want to get too much into detail, but just life in general, like you said, we all deal with it. We all human. I'm no different than any other person. Excuse the dog in the background. you know. But I'm no different than any other person. And that's kind of my focus is to let people know, like, like, I don't want it to be all about me. I want it to be about the message of my music. And <clears throat> I really just want people to kind of normalize being able to be vulnerable. I feel like as men, as whoever, like we all have these stigmas, uh, not to really you know, touch on our emotions or what we feel or to keep it in. And I feel like that's a bad thing at the end of the day. I feel like we got to be able to express ourselves. So I feel like it's healthy feel like it connects each other, uh, c- connects all of us together, and we're able to have clear communication. And that solves a lot of things, clear communication, you know? So what really got me to this point, man, is just seeing all the people growing up, you know, people I've looked up to really just kind of leave, you know, the truth to pursue these things because they felt like, oh, I can't do this within the truth. But what I'm trying to show everybody is that, yeah, you could do it. There's a way you could do it. You could do it without sounding cornball, you know? You know, that's a lot of things people fear about. Like, you know, they feel like, oh, I gotta talk about this and that to sound cool. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: No, you don't. It's, It's about being you at the end of the day. You know, express yourself, you know, happy, sad, whatever the case, express yourself. But there's a way to do it. And that's what I'm trying to show, like, at the end of the day, you know, you could do anything you put your mind to. So
0: I hear you. Thank you for sharing that. We're going to talk about your this recent project that uh, you contributed to had a big part in. Um, But before this, before we get into the actual project that just dropped, um, did you have any musical inspirations when you were coming up as a youngin who maybe helped push you to the sound that you have now or the sounds that you have?
1: Man, that's a great question. I've had a lot over the years, man. You know, my father, um, he kind of was always DJing around the house. So I've heard a lot of things growing up, and I feel like it's put me on uh, to certain sounds that a lot of people didn't get to experience at my age, at least, and the time we're living in. Um, But there's a lot, man. I can go on for days, you know. But to narrow it down, I'll say a good portion of my life, you you know, respect to Kendrick, you know. Definitely, you know, he's somebody that, you know, motivated me to kind of see, like, you know, he's from California, as you know. And um, I think about all his projects, I just, I've always sensed vulnerability within it. I feel like he's always been raw and he's always been different. He hasn't been trying to, you know, fit in with the trending sound, so to speak. You know, especially this earlier stuff. So, K-Dot for sure. Like I said, I can go on for days, man. You know, Earl. (laughs) Earl was somebody I listened to, you know, growing up. Um, You know, we can even get into the older artists, you know, Q-Tip, Fife, you know. I just love, you know, music in general. You know, melodic notes, (laughs) D'Angelo, you know. Somebody that slept on, I feel like to this day, you know, Um, D'Angelo.
0: It can go on for days, man, seriously. Yeah. We'll wow, have a three-hour <laughs> interview. <laughs> now that's that, that's what's up. So let's let's take it back to when you first started making music. When did you decide uh, you wanted to make music, and what was that process like leading up to your to the first song that you recorded? So let's just go back. When did you start playing with music? Start maybe you know spitting a couple bars, writing some lyrics, saying, "Oh, this might be hot."
1: Man, I feel like I've been doing it forever, so to speak, but um you know, I've been kinda around music for a minute, like I mentioned, and um, you know, I've always kinda done things, even at the young age of ten or eleven, trying to freestyle over like me and my cousin we used to freestyle over um <laughs> what is that called? Ball's Life. Remember them videos they used to have? Oh, the, oh the Ball's Life, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we would freestyle over <laughs> the beats that they would have on there and we would just record it on our voice memo and we would like, always try to like, you know, cause back then when you're younger, you know, it's easier to freestyle and be explicit, so to speak. But um, we always tried to like either bleep ourselves or like figure out another word. And that helped me at a young age to figure out how to kind of make music clean, but still make it good without it sounding like, you know, no disrespect. I feel like he's a great artist, but Chance the Rapper, man, I just feel like he gets looked at as corny, you know? <laughs> and like I said, I love, I love Chance. I feel like, you know, acid rap fire, you know? I feel like he's a dope guy, you know, good personality, but I don't want to be looked at like that. Like I'm some gospel Christian Christian rapper or whatever the case. I don't want to look, be looked at as a rapper. I'm just trying to be an artist. Um, so, man, kind of went on a tangent there, but You get my point. Do
0: your thing. Yeah. Yeah. Do your thing.
1: You know what Um, I'm saying? Like, I've been at it for a minute. I didn't start taking it serious, though, till like late 2017. Okay. Early 2018. And that's when I started experimenting more. I was heavy into more like boom bap sounds. And then I started experimenting, you know. I'll shout out my boy Jody and Davion, you know. Uh, They kind of showed me how to make music clean. And also shout out Love and Technicolor as well, man. Um, those are all people that kind of been there from the beginning. And um, yeah, they showed me how to do it, man. I was I was having trouble not making music clean, you know? It was, it's easier to
0: be explicit, but they I Think we lost the dirt? You know, uh,
1: growing up 10, 11, 12, whatever the case, me and my cousin we would freestyle over Ball's Life stuff, you know them old clips, and uh, we enjoyed it because you know we loved basketball back then as well. So it was kind of like mixing two passions, um, but it was a lot of fun. Um, and we figured out how to kind of rap, you know, clean so to speak. We would we would just at that time if we didn't want to say a bad word, we would just blank the word out so to speak. But I didn't start discovering how to actually rap clean, um, and so, you know, shout out my boy, like I mentioned earlier, Davion, um, shout out, you know, Jody as well, shout out Love and Technicolor, these are probably some names you haven't even heard of, but these are all people that have played a major role into the person I am today, you know, um, I was at my friend's house, and he tried to get me onto a song, you know, he was making a lot of beats at the time. And I told him, I'm like, I don't, you know, I don't feel comfortable doing it because I feel like I can't make music without cussing or without talking explicitly, you know, that's how I I was. I just felt like I had to be raw. And so he told me, he's like, man, it's all good. Just try to, you know, every time you try to make music, every time you write it down, just try to figure out what word you could supplement it with and if you could do it in a better light. And when you freestyle, just don't, try to practice freestyling without cussing. If you if you can't do it without cussing, don't even do it, but attempt it, just keep practicing and you'll get better. And so I did that and I, I felt like I got better in time and I was able to just freestyle, you know, almost, I wouldn't even say my freestyle skills to this day are where they used to be, but I was freestyling like on some juice world type stuff, like back to back to back like no pauses in between, it got to that point. So I really discovered how to make music, you know, in a clean way without it sounding corny, so to speak. Like I mentioned, um, you know, Chance, you know, much love to bro, but people look at him as, you know, cornball, some gospel guy, and I I, want to be the total opposite of that. I don't want people to look at me as some type of, you know, obviously at the end of the day, I am a Christian, I'm, you know, Jehovah's witness, but I don't want it to be like, oh, you're that Christian rapper, you're whatever. I don't even want to be known as a rapper. I'm trying to be, you know, an artist that embarks on all different types of sounds. Um, So, definitely, I don't want to be like Chance, man. You know, hey,
0: shout, hey, out shout out, out to Chance, man. That's my shout dog, Shout out man.
1: Chance, man. That's a rap.
0: We be chopping it up every every other week. I just hollered at Chance the other day. He loves the show, so... Uh, so, shout out to Chance.
1: Man, shout out Chance, man. That's that's amazing. That's amazing. No, no I
0: don't <laughs> talk about okay. it. But check this out. So, you mentioned how, you know, writing, writing, rapping, making music clean um, was a struggle for you. And I find that interesting. And I love the transparency because we all have, we all go through our ups and downs and we have our challenges in how we create and do things and we have challenges in life in general. So my question for you is, what kind of, what brought you to that point? Like where maybe using explicit language vulgarities, cussing, woo woo woo, was it a part of your like your everyday um, vocabulary? Was it the music? Because I know for myself I was in second grade listening to, to 50 Cent. Now, I knew not to cuss, but at the same time, I'm, I'm hearing, hearing him saying, you know, almost yeah. shot me three weeks later, he got shot down. Now, it's clear that I'm here for a real reason, because he got hit right. like I got hit, but he's not breathing, and he says other words. So, 100%. what was it?
1: Man, it's a mix of all things, but what I want to do, say, and what I want to emphasize, it definitely wasn't due to my parents' upbringing. They did an excellent job. Like I mentioned earlier in, you know, the interview. You know, shout out to them. Um, I'm the person I am today. Uh, because of them. You know, whether they like it or not, this is me. Um but shout out to them, you know, they raised me really well. I'm not gonna sit here in front and act like I was like this and that. But I what I would say is it comes down to like association. Um You know, just being around, you know, public schools and things like that. And I don't want to make it seem like public school is bad. I feel like it's a great learning experience. Because I feel like we all learn from our mistakes at the end of the day, and it defines us. But constantly being surrounded by people using vulgarity at the age of, like, you know, eight, (laughs) like you mentioned. And, you know, music as well. All that played a part into kind of getting... uh, into the way I felt like I had to express myself to fit in. And once I figured out it's not about fitting in, because you can please one person and then you can't please the other. You know? I learned that at a, at a young age, bro. You know? Small example, um, in middle school, um, part one of the parts of LA I raised in, heavy Hispanics, you know? Um, but I went to the school. That had um, like a magnet program where you can kind of get into architecture and things like that. Um, so I went to that school for those purposes to kind of, you know, get away from the typical school curriculum they have nowadays, where they don't let you like, you know, learn hands-on. Um, but anyways, they would bus other schools from different parts of LA, you know, parts that were you know heavily black, whatever the case, and so they would come out. And there's was, there was this time, you know, we're at the basketball courts, so I'm walking by and I see this, you know, Hispanic gentleman, you know, all of the Hispanics, no disrespect, but he's choking out this younger black kid who's clearly, you know, he's like in sixth grade and this dude's like an eighth grader or whatever. He's choking him out. And so I, I, I get up in dude's face and I tell him, I'm like, hey man, like, you know, get your hands off him. Like, give him some space. Like he's, he's losing breath over here. Like he's turning, bro's turning purple. And so <clears throat> i tell him that, and you know, of course, this guy who, you know, is trying to be a bigger, whatever the case, wants to get in my face, which is understandable. I confronted him, got involved into business that wasn't mine per se, but I saw somebody getting taken advantage of. So I was like, let me kind of confront this person you know, for the sake of that person. And I did that, he gets in my face, and you know what the person did, who was getting choked out in that moment? He gets up with bro, and they both start pressing me. And I'm like, what sense does that make? I'm over here trying to help you. I could have kept my day going on, but now he's trying to press me because he's trying to fit in with bro that's acting hard. Mm -hmm. And so, that's when I realized, man, like, (laughs) You can't please everybody, you know, and that's another reason I always emphasize, like I'm no part of this world, because to a certain extent, you know, I don't, I'm not, I don't connect with nobody uh, in that aspect of like, you know, race and things like that. You know, I'm I'm from mixed mixed race background, you know, so I have all these things in me, you know, so sometimes, you know, not to sound like logic or some crap but you're dealing with different people that don't accept you in their own way. So it's like, once you realize, man, like, it's not about pleasing people, you know? So I figured that out at a young age. Like, you can't please everybody. So that's something. Like that.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Honestly, I thought you was going to say, like, you was about to get jumped after you tried to help little bro out. I thought that's where the story was going, but No, I'm I'm
1: over here trying to save bro and he's he's trying to jump me. <laughs>
0: yeah. And I'm yeah, like
1: what crazy. sense does that make? Yeah, make no crazy. sense.
0: Yeah. yeah, please everybody. So You cannot. Okay, so yeah, so public school, you're up in there, um, pick up some bad habits as we all do. So
1: um,
0: now eventually eventually you do learn. Um and it may be a struggle, maybe a struggle to find this the right day. word to <laughs> to say this, to say that. Um, um, and as a retired, as a retired rapper, um, an undefeated battle rapper, fifty three and 0, um, you know, I can respect. understand to an extent. Uh, so, right. let's talk about recording music. So, when it yeah. comes to recording, and specifically uh, leading up. To this project, Lo-Fi's and lows. That that's like a tongue twister. I had to kind of <laughs> re- remember it correctly. Well, but, it Could um, be
1: a tongue twister for sure.
0: So leading up to this project, um, what what were you doing? Like, how was recording music up until this point? Like, what are you using? You doing FL Studios, Reason, Ableton, mics, and oh. all that stuff? What do you, what's that like? Your recording process?
1: Man. That's, that's that's a great question. I get into it all, man. You know, I've messed around. i dabbled with FL. I've dabbled with Ableton. I've, I'll say Ableton's my preference. Um, One of my guys, one of my close friends, shout out Jared, you know, um, he's somebody that has actually produced a whole project for me at one point. And he also kind of engineers and mixes and masters, and he does that on Logic. So I've kind of dabbled into all those things. And, you know, at one point in time, you know, when I first started out, I feel like most people start with GarageBand before they get into the bigger, you know, the big boy toys, FL, and all that stuff. Um, so I've dabbled into a little bit of everything, and I kind of understand frequencies, and I kind of understand how the EQ, um, and kind of put it in a way um, that stands out in my own way. So yeah, I'll say that's kind of what led up to the to the to the making aspect. Um, definitely. So I dive onto everything to answer your question.
0: Yeah. And how much uh production do you do? Like um, you know, putting together instrumentals or beats or samples, to what extent do you produce?
1: Man, like I mentioned, I wouldn't even call myself a producer. <laughs> yeah. Um but I kinda I don't do any instruments, so to speak, but I could do some keys, and I kind of know how to fool with the synths and things like that to kind of make it sound like raw, organic instruments. Um, I know how to sample, but I kind of do it in my own way as well, I don't sample um, like the typical cadence that you hear nowadays. Um, yeah I mean I don't get heavy into the production aspect you know, by myself, but I always have a hand You know, even when other people are kind of producing it, I always have a hand and a say in how I want this to sound. You know, um, we should add this sound and kind of mix these sounds. I always kind of have a say in that and my hand's heavy into the production. Uh, But, you know, just recently even on the project, Double Rainbows, uh, that's something I produced. Um, I actually sampled uh, somebody who sings from the UK, shout out Nay. Uh, A lot of people may not have heard of her but she has this um, (laughs) this song called Pray For You. Um, And she actually did this very unique thing that kind of had me get into making the Remedy Pack. She did this thing where it's like a diary, three songs, and it's the same song but in a different light. Like She has one where it's like a cafe vibe and you hear all these natural sounds. And then she has the original sound, and then she has a remake sound. And so I heard that and I'm like, Man, that's you know, that's inspirational, so to speak. I kinda wanna do something in my own way. And that's where the remedy pack kinda derived from. You know, um I used her song and made a beat. I mean, there was already a beat made to it, the remake. And I was like I asked her, I'm like, Can I hop on this song? Pray for you. She's like, Yeah, 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 just credit, bro. I'm like, I got you. So, I did that song, and once I did that song, I saw where all the other songs needed to fit together to kind of create that pack, like a diary, so to speak, like, just putting emotion ocean down um, from top to bottom. So, yeah, shout out May. Um, she got me into, sh- I even sampled that same song for Double Rainbows, just a certain segment of it. She's a little light vocal in the background, you'll hear it if you listen closely. Um, but I sampled that, I made Double Rainbows, I made Make Life, uh, that's a few of the things that I have out, you know, on SoundCloud, I have this song called, um, getting my own songs name, dang, but it's something about, um, let me peep it right now, that's horrible, have a little Wayne moment.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, like, all (laughs) artists, it seems like all artists go through that, can't remember their own lyrics, because as a artist, you're putting in a lot of work, you're doing this and you're doing that. Yeah, bro. Like I know like some of you guys like you're making lyrics like you're putting down vocals on the spot like no written type stuff like I get it.
1: Yeah I've been heavy into that as well but um, it was called Astroplane playing music and that's something I kind of sampled and kind of it's, it's a real simple riff but long story short I'm not a heavy hand into the actual producing but I kind of do have a vision I do like to experiment and when it comes out right I put it out but a lot of times you know, have you ever heard them YouTube beats, the worst beat ever made type of thing? <laughs> they have all the, that's typically how my stuff sounds, dog. So when it comes out right, I'm like, oh, I got to put this out. But I'm trying to dabble more into it. I'm trying to learn more about it. I'm a, I'm a slow learner, sadly. Um, but, you other things I do learn quickly. So I know that's kind of a oxymoron, but it's just the reality.
0: Hey, hey, it is it is what it is now let's talk about this project because you did mention um, leading up to this project some of the things that inspired you and uh, you talked about the, the double rainbows uh, production yeah. on that and some other things that you helped with on this project now low fives and lows this just came when did this come out like a few days ago maybe a literally
1: week. maybe six days by now.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it may not even be a week at this point. So yeah, it's not even a week. Um, <clears throat> so this, this came out and I feel like it got it's gotten great reception and I, I'm judging that off of the things that you've reposted on like your Instagram account and, and the right. stuff I'm seeing behind it. It seems like there was a lot of, um, a lot of planning behind it. It was uh, well thought out when it comes to the promotion uh, so, let's talk about this project, Low Fives and Lows. Definitely. Uh, how many songs? We got a total of 10 songs. It's not a super long listen, so...
1: 21 minutes.
0: Know, yeah, if you haven't listened to this, uh, shut this off right now and go listen to it, and then come <laughs> back to the podcast, uh, just so you know what's going on and, and what we're about to talk about. That it's so, an
1: experience, for sure.
0: So, this is you in love and Technicolor, who you... Uh talked about a little earlier in this podcast.
1: Shout out Love and Technicolor man. Um he goes you know, he goes by Jay, um that's his real name or whatever. But um shout out Love and Technicolor man. I grew up with that dude actually. Um (laughs) known him since I was eleven. Okay. Um, Back in California, but now he's currently over in Florida area. Um so we kinda worked on this, you know, long distance so to speak. We weren't together in person doing it, you know, it was via phone, whatever the case. Um, But it was just an overall fun experience, man, because, you know, that's somebody I grew up with, that's my brother, you know. Um, And it's kind of long-awaited, so to speak, because some of the first songs that, you know, he's put out, whether it was on SoundCloud it was with me. But we never really did much after that, because, you know, he had his own band at the time, and they were going by Jupiter Inc., and, you know, they were doing their own thing, and I respect that. Um, but we just we didn't do a lot. We would make a lot of songs, but we never put them out. So it wasn't until recently where we were like, I sent him two dollar movies. He's like, Yo, could I get on this? I'm like, Yeah. Hopped on it, and that's when we were like, Bro, we gotta just make a project. Like it's long awaited. And me and that dude, we've we've grown a lot. You know, we kind of had the same experiences um, in regards to maybe not being uh, the best person, so to speak. You know. Many people to this day probably hate us, but <laughs> um we've definitely are people that are constantly trying to grow and become better. And it's something maybe five years ago we would have looked at and would have scoffed at ourselves and laughed at for even, you know, trying to be better. But that's where we are now and we've come a long way. So that's kinda of what this project is. It's about highs and lows. You know? It's kind of a play on words with the low highs and lows. Um but yeah, I mean it's about highs and lows. We've been through similar experiences, like I mentioned, and it was just an overall fun experience. I had a lot of fun making it. For sure.
0: So the overall theme would be highs and lows, and then on that first track, or I guess you could call it a track, like it's kind of the, the introduction on Grass right. Hat FM. Uh, yeah, shout out know, you, Glass out, man. <laughs> <laughs> you get you get a you get an idea of what you're about to get into. Now, when it comes to like creating this project and curating it, um, what are some of those highs and lows that you're gonna experience with this project? Oh man,
1: <laughs> like I like I mentioned, it's really like, it's really a personal project between me, Love, and Technicolor. Because like I said, we were kind of brought up the same way. So I would feel like each song, it's a different year. It's a timeline, so to speak. You're kind of experiencing, you know, different things that we've dealt with over the years. Whether it's, um, you know, dealing with the thought of death, you know, or losing a, a relative, uh, falling off the truth, you know? um, That's something that gets touched on early on. And then we get into $2 movies where, you know, I think about J. Cole, man. He says something to me and it made me think, he said, um, why don't you rap about being a broke rapper? Or something like that. And that's kind of what $2 movie is. It's a real-life experience where it's like, I'm trying to hang around these people, but I'm broke. So I'm like, yo, let's go to the $2 movies because they had these showings, but it was a ghetto theater, dog. I'm going to be sh- straight up. You might have roaches running up all on you, Yeah. but it was a good experience. And, um, Made good memories. I was, I was broke, poor, taking the bus everywhere, walking, whatever the case. Having people pick me up. I didn't have no desire to get a license, but this was all during that era. So <laughs> it's kind of like me and Love and Technicolor. We're kind of talking, you know, to so at the time whatever. Um, What's the right word? Whatever girl at the time we were talking to, that's kind of where we try to take them, the $2 theater, because we broke. And um, I even had people drive out and pick me up. They live two hours away. I've had some (laughs) some girls pick me up and take me to the $2 theater and pay for my ticket. And I know that's not nothing to really boast about. But it's just it's just the real experience that actually happens. So I'm like, I gotta put it into a song some way, and that's where kind of two dollar, you know, movies derive from. And so we have that.
0: Yeah. Hold up, hold up, hold up. What was you telling them girls that had them drive two hours and paid for your ticket?
1: Hey, look, man. Uh, (laughs) It was a different time. You know what I'm saying? Like I was on different timing. I don't know what I did, but it worked, um, and I was just on different timing back then, you know? I felt like I wasn't the best person, like I said, but hey, we learned from it, and um...
0: <laughs> you said you was going to pay for their ticket, then you said you forgot your card. You're like, oh man.
1: I didn't even say that. I was just like, let's go to the $2 movies, and they're like, yeah, we'll pick you up. I'm like, alright. And I'm like, ooh, shoot. <laughs> They're like, oh we got you, don't trip. That's simple. You know, so, I mean it's a true story, you know. Mm -hmm. It it really happened. I would go to the $2 theaters often because they'll play different movies. They might have already been out the theater for a week, the real theater, but they're playing it for $2. It's cheaper than most popcorn. You know, so, that's where we was going. So we have that. Um. And to kinda of shout out Glasshout, man, um, he's actually somebody who cr- curates music for like Spotify playlists, Apple playlists, and he's a brother as well. Um, but we kinda I kinda got inspired seeing your podcast. And that's kinda where we kinda themed him doing his thing. I'm like, man, we have to do this thing where he's like introducing the music. Kinda like what you do with crowded places, shout out crowded places. Um, but yeah. We're like he was definitely inspirational for that aspect. And it was weird. This project was super weird because me and Love and Technicolor were kinda in sync with everything. I'll call him up, I'm like, yo, I got this idea. He's like, I got this idea. It'll be like pretty much same idea. So it worked out really good, you know. Um we're both somebody that like take the craft serious, so you know. Mm-hmm that was a new experience dealing with somebody that's you know just as serious about it and you know it's kinda of hard not to clash heads so to speak for the the production and everything but surprisingly everything was pretty smooth and it was everything and it was like in sync and that's why I felt like this project is special cause like I said we grew up together it was just we were on the same timing I guess so it worked out
0: Yeah. Um. If- if somebody's reluctant to listen to dirt or to even listen to lo fis and lows, what would you tell them to Damn. get them to listen to lo fives and lows? Because maybe they're watching this and, and they're not convinced.
1: You know what? I would just tell them, look, at the end of the day, it's an experience. And whether you want to kind of go through the experience with me, you know, it's up to you. I value loyalty and everything more than anything, um, but I would tell them, you just got to go on the experience or you're missing out. You know, it's a it's a literal experience from top to bottom. It's the story of our lives, and so maybe not everybody's going to get it because it's so personal, Um, but it seems like so far it's doing great. I didn't expect it to kind of like do what it did right away. You know, I was already kind of mentally ready to go to the next project, so to speak. Um, But I'll just say, it's only 21 minutes and you got to sit from top to bottom and that's the only way you'll get the true experience. You know, you can't just kind of shuffle through the songs. Um, It's just one of them things. Everything transitions to, to one another. So, I don't know if that's a great hype speech, but like I said, I'm not about the masses. Yeah. You know, if they're gonna connect to it, they're gonna connect to it. At the end of the day, I'm here to uplift, um, and that's my goal. So, I don't really give. I not really care what people think. At the end of the day, if it affects one person to me, that's that's mission accomplished. I don't care about this money. I don't care about none of that. Like, it doesn't do nothing for me,
0: bro. It's about the craft. It's so, so go check that out. Lo fi's and lows. Uh, go tap in. Go tap in with that, with that project uh, and, and, and run them plays up. Now, I got, a, I got another question for you. What is, what's your relationship with um, Maria's e- Evening Post? Excuse me. Maria's Evening Post.
1: Man, shout out Maria's Evening Post, man. That's a good question. It's something that was just started actually by Love & Technicolor by Jay Phelous. Um He's an innovator, man, just like myself. But it's really an independent media production company. I would say my relation is just really whatever I could do to help. You know, I wouldn't say I'm like a manager or nothing like that. I'm really just somebody that kind of had the honor to, you know, be a part of this, at least this first part. And one thing I could tell you about Maria's Evening Post is this man put a lot of hard work into it and he planned out everything for the year already. Like, when he's gonna drop things. It's planned out, he planned it out a year ago. And he's been working hard on it, so shout out Maria's Evening Post. They're doing great. They got fashion, clothing. You know, we got some vintage stuff, posters. Um, if you get a mystery box, you get a cassette tape with the lo-fi's and lows on there. Um, and also some of the best of both of our musics on the other side of the track. So, it's a, it's a cool thing, he's doing a lot you know with fashion music and all that and it's really cool to see a lot of young artists working together so that's what he's on shout out Maria's Evening Post
0: shout out to that cause I did I, I was kinda questioning like what exactly was your involvement with it because it seemed like as soon as I really got tapped in with you like Dirt and Maria's Evening Post went like kinda like hand in hand like right. from, my, from my point of view uh,
1: Yeah. <laughs> At least in the beginning stages, I'm definitely hand-in-hand with it because we have this project that's connected to it, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's kind of like the first project being promoted through Maria's Evening Post, and there's going to be many other things where other young artists get to kind of display their work through that as well. And it's a really cool experience because it's... He's just doing something different with it, man, honestly. It's not the typical, you know, Adam-22 setup. You feel me? Like, he's just... It's on a different timing. That's what I respect. So shout out to them, man.
0: Shout out to them for sure. Now, just kind of wrapping things up. um, You as as an artist, you as a person, I feel like I got to learn a lot about you today, and hopefully whoever's watching or listening uh, got a good chance to uh, get to know who you are and everything. But um, just to kind of wrap things up, what is the most satisfying part you find in making music?
1: I feel like the most satisfying thing to me is when people actually connect to what I'm saying within it. I, like I mentioned, I don't care about this money stuff. It does nothing for me, and I don't value it. Money's temporary. Money comes and goes. But loyalty lasts forever. So I would say just seeing the people who actually connect with it and putting my music on all platforms has helped with that because I'm able to add lyrics and sync lyrics and people are actually able to tune in a little bit better to what I'm saying. And people will tell me, like, you know, I really appreciate what you're doing here and, you know, this song's getting me through this and that. I'm hearing all of that now because I'm doing it. I'm, I'm putting all the music out now on all platforms. So it's, man, it's an experience. And I, I would say just... Hearing those responses, like genuine feedback, people actually listening, like, I would accept even negative feedback, like, I'm cool with people keeping it real with me, you know, if you feel like I need improvement in this area, if you're giving me a genuine listen and you're telling me that, I'm going to definitely listen to what you have to say, I'm going to respect it, and I'm going to apply it in any way I can, you know, um, so it's just about the genuine listeners that I appreciate, none of the bots, you know, forget them Instagram bots, it's not about that. It's about the genuine listeners. It could be 10 people, and I'll be cool with it. I'll perform for 10 people like I had, you know, a sold-out venue at the Apollo like I'm Drake or something. You know? I will I just love the people, and I want people to know that no matter what you go through, you're not alone, and that you can get through it. That's the overall theme of my music. You know, there's a way to do that. So tune in. Or don't. I'm not for the masters.
0: I heard what he said. Hey, well I'm gonna tell y'all to tune in. I'm not gonna tell you not to tune in because I listened to it and I enjoyed the music. Especially one of the songs that now my two favorites were uh Two Dollar Movie and uh, I wanna say Crush. Yeah. For Crush. I don't I I didn't wanna get the name of the song wrong. But right. uh Two Dollar Movie and Crush were my favorites and both like the like the melodic joints. I felt like you know I, I like me some melodic stuff um, so, so yeah um, go, go ahead and check it out man lo fives and lows you're gonna get a variety of different things you even get like kind of like a, a rock type joint on one of the later songs so it's not just one it's not just one thing um, if I can throw mm-hmm. that in there you're really like you said you're gonna get an experience so, uh, you definitely
1: will man you, I so guarantee dirt. I promise you that with everything I put out it's gonna be different than the last so don't expect the same thing from me. That's one thing I could tell all you guys. You know, if you expected of me to make, you know, low and Lows Part 3 and 4 and 5, and for it to sound the same, I'm sorry, y'all tripping. It's not happening. Nobody's putting me in the box. I don't care who you are. Can't. My own dad's not going to put me in a box. You feel me? <laughs> like, I'm just, I'm not moving like that. So, you know, shout out you, bro, because you were inspiration. I see what you're doing with the youth, and you're inspiring, so keep that up. You know, shout out crowded places as well, man. Me and him recently we chopped it up a little bit in the DMs. Um, oh, that's he's a great guy. You know, shout out him. I, I love what you guys are doing here, and I hope you know many blessings to come your way.
0: Oh yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's my man. Shout out to him. Shout out to you, man. Shout out to the West Coast. It's ten eleven out here on the East Coast, man. So, man, <laughs> can me yeah, imagine, cool. man this is the cool Hand podcast any last words any shout outs any um any sneak disses any uh, <laughs> i'm just <laughs> i'm just fine. don't diss
1: nobody. Uh, any sh- you trying, st- sh- trying to get some uh you <laughs> trying to get <laughs> some uh some content for real huh yeah
0: yeah yeah no sneak disses but Man, any shout st-
1: i'm gonna give a sneak this i'm gonna give a sneak this i want everybody <laughs> to sneak this anybody that's ever hated them in their life And I told them that they can't achieve this, that, and the third, and you can't do this because you're that. You can do anything you put your mind to. You can prove anybody wrong. Just be genuine, and there's a way to do it without following the trend of the world. Don't be part of this world. So shout out that. Um, Shout out Jared. You know, great guy, great producer. Um, And shout out all my boys, Jody, Davion. These are people that more than the music in the world, they molded me to what I am now. So they, they're the ones that inspired me. You can look up their stuff, uh, if you have that time, whatever. But, um, yeah, shout out them, and shout out Cool Hand Podcast, man. Best podcast on the East Coast, you feel me? He's putting it down, and he's doing his thing. Um, so tune in with your boy, you know, sub. Whatever you gotta do, we're here for it.
0: What he said, this is the Cool Hand Podcast, something you gotta deal with. Dirt's really in the building. And we'll see y'all next time Easy You already know